0: podcast. I am Kylie Nicole and I'm a medium working in Perth in WA. So for today's session I thought we would talk about signs from spirit and how I've experienced some of them and some of the bits and pieces that have happened but also some of the typical signs or the there are some things that are more common than others put it like that. <laughs> so you will all have things that happen after somebody passes away little events or little situations that will Make you kind of go, well, that's unusual. Is that them? Is that a sign? Sometimes you'll even pre agree with a loved one who is crossing over that they will come back with a specific word or color or sign, something that you guys have already discussed before they've died, and you're waiting out on that. The very specific signs. Can sometimes still be questioned (laughs) because we have this the strong logical mind and a skeptical mind in most instances, and that's absolutely fine. We need to be honoring that too. And for me as a medium, I definitely prefer that skeptical mindset. I don't want everyone thinking that every little thing is a sign. But one of the things that signify something being a sign from spirit strongly or more strongly than anything else is the non-normality of it, so it's not something you see or do every day, and also the feeling behind it. You just feel funny about it. You might look at something, you might look at a bird hanging out outside the window and it's looking at you in a funny way or it's behaving in a bizarre, peculiar manner. And you're going to go, Gran, is that you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> because your soul always knows the truth. Your logical mind is like, it's a bird. It's probably looking at its reflection. or, But your soul is like, nope, there's something else going on here. I have to kind of look into this a little bit more. And it's those little intuitive nudges that often point you in the direction of your signs. So some of the common ones that I do come across often, uh, repetitive numbers is a huge thing. Feathers is a huge thing. Coins can be a little sign from spirit. Uh, Ladybugs, ladybirds, same thing. Um, Dragonflies, butterflies. Often those things are little messengers from spirit. And we recognize them and we acknowledge them and they keep on turning up at these poignant moments which let us know or help us to suspect that our loved ones and spirit are around us. I've had a couple of, and like some of my personal ones, um, my grandparents had a particular uh, Jaguar car and it was unusual in the town that we grew up in. And every time I've got big stuff going on in my life, somebody will drive past me in the same model vehicle and I'll be driving behind them and from where I am, the people in the car will look like my grandparents. There'll be a slightly larger lady with curly dark hair in the passenger side and a tall, slim, balding gentleman on the driver's side. Are those people here having their human experience? Absolutely. Are spirit using them to give me a nudge and a sign? Absolutely. It can be both. So <laughs> it's about having that that self awareness to know that spirit will use things that are already there to add another layer to them and those become a sign for us. It would be, this happens every single time, there's something huge going on in my life. It would just be too, and I never really see the vehicle outside of that. I never see that type of car outside of those experiences. So for me to go, oh, it's just a coincidence. It would be too big a coincidence that that type of vehicle with that looking couple just happened to go past. It's not the same vehicle, by the way, because I look at number plates, but it just happens to go past every time I've got a big thing going on. Um, So I know it's Spirit's way of connecting with me. And um, some of the other ones, just recently, we were at a 60th family, 60th birthday party, and it was on my dad's side of the family, and his dad, my grandfather, passed away a few years ago now. He was a pilot, and often when we were on the farm, because I grew up on a ranch, and Often when we were on the farm, when he was coming to land, he'd do a flyover and he'd waggle the wings at us. and We'd be all be sitting on the veranda having a chat or a cup of coffee and he would fly past and then dad would go and pick him up from the airstrip. And just after the, the morning after the birthday, it was his son's 60th birthday. So it was my grandfather's son's 60th birthday that we were all there for. And it was a bit of an event because we had family over from South Africa who haven't been over for a while and we're all sat on the veranda having a cup of coffee and a small private aircraft, a small private aircraft, I can talk, I promise, flies past. It's just too much of a coincidence. There was too much of a feeling of the emotion behind the event for me to go, oh, what a coincidence. And because I'd, I know it's a bit different for me, but because I'd felt my grandfather around so much over the last couple of days, that was a really lovely way of tying it in because we would have left just after that to come back to Perth. They're up in Geraldton. And we would have left just after that to come back to Perth. So for me, it was like a beautiful way of tying up an event to to confirm and to provide validation that he was part of it. I had a client on, I actually don't know, sometime in the week. And I knew it was her dad that she'd come to see because I'd been having a little chat with him before she turned up. And she asked for a cup of tea. So I went upstairs to go make her a cup of tea and she was sitting downstairs in my reading room and I used those Tetley tea bags and I never, I never pay any attention to them. I never read the things on the back or... I'm normally too busy, like I'm doing something, I'm in a rush. I'm, you know, either making a client a cup of tea or myself, but I've got a thousand other things on. And anyway, I was having Milo and she was having a cup of tea, but as I was taking the tea bag out, the label flipped over and the message on the label said... I have only temporarily left you. Keep strong like this tea. And I thought, what now? <laughs> I, like the, the, other, the other ones that I've read are not like that. They're not profound. They don't address something that is potentially life or, or death, especially as a medium doing this work with someone's father who has, definitely has a sense of humor. But for something like that, it was so profound. And so I, I could feel it straight away that that message was meant for her. And that's why it was her cup of tea. And I've never seen anything like that on the Tetley tags before. Again, I don't often read them. Maybe they're all profound. I'm not sure. But I knew that that one was meant for her. And I went downstairs and I was like, hey, this just happened. And then it turns out that he does very tangible things. Like he was he does something to, like he'll change the channel on her car radio and like to the point that she doesn't want to sell her car because she's scared that she'll lose that connection with her dad. But he does very tangible stuff. So I thought that that was a beautiful little sign and it was just, I could have just gone, oh, that's bizarre, but it felt different. So often it's just about how things feel. We just get this little nudge, like, you know, it's not, it's not every, everyone, but every now and again, you come across something and you're like, hmm. Another common one is smelling somebody's cologne or perfume. Like you'll just get a random whiff of a scent and it's when there's no one around or you're not in any kind of an unusual environment. It's all pretty straightforward. And the next thing you know, you can smell them, and smells are so nostalgic that they take us right back to a time and a place or a person, which is why spirit used that. And it's definitely a thing. And especially like the the old spices and the uh, Chanel number no. fives of the world. You know, there's such iconic sense. Um, but we all have somebody usually who's connected to something like that. Or brute, brute is another one. These days it's like aqua de (laughs) Gio. But the old school, the old school generations, you can't miss those smells. They're so strong. So Spirit used that and tobacco smoke as well, Um, pipe smoke, anything like that um, that would identify somebody when they were here, they'll still use those to identify them on the other side. I know I've had, oh man, there's just been so many signs. I've had, I was again seeing another client and I have a speaker in my reading room. It's because when I do meditation classes or workshops, sometimes I have background music playing. But on that particular day for that particular reading, my phone wasn't even attached to that speaker. My phone was actually attached to the speaker upstairs. Um, or was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, was attached. it wasn't attached to that speaker. It might not have been attached to any speakers, but if it was, it was the one upstairs. And she asked a question. And suddenly this voice comes out of the speaker. You could have knocked me over with a feather, genuinely. I mean, I never, even in my own life, things like this don't often happen. (laughs) But this voice comes out the speaker and literally answers the question that she asked. And, you know, my logical mind would be like, oh, that's interesting. Google's answering a question. But it wasn't connected to anything. My phone wasn't connected to the speaker. The speaker wasn't connected to anything else. Like It hadn't been activated. It wasn't on nobody said, hey, Google or okay, Google or anything that was even similar to that phrase um, to start the conversation off. And it literally answered her question. She asked a question and the speaker literally answered it. So even if it was, you know, even if your logical mind goes, oh, it's just Google. Well, how is, no, (laughs) this is not a pre-recorded preset answer. This is something where there's like something specific to this person answering a specific question. You, I was blown away. My client thought that I was, um, she thought that I, I was kind of having it on and I, I, <laughs> I could barely get my words out. And I was like, Nope, no, this is not normal. This does not happen. And I said to her, look, my phone isn't even connected to the speaker. Like, look, and I played music through my phone so she could hear it coming out of my phone speakers. Um, and she could see that the, the speaker hadn't, wasn't activated on my phone and my phone wasn't even near me anyway it was on the table so that was mind blowing and i would said to her oh well, thank heavens like i asked you to record the the reading so can you send that over to me because i'd love to keep that just for my own my own record cuz i don't remember stuff uh, after readings and then at the end of her session even though she'd pressed the record button when we started nothing had recorded it just wasn't meant to be shared it was meant to be one of those in the moment things but I really, really wish that it had been recorded because it would have been amazing to be able to go, hey, guys, look at this. <laughs> um, this happened today. But there are so many little events like that. Um, things that you just can't go past. I'm, I was trying to think of a list of them to talk about to you. But it's really hard to remember them when you're kind of, yeah, when you're, when you're talking about them, it's hard to remember all of the the good ones. I had one uh with my grandfather's watch my mom's dad my pops he had this watch that was a gift to him and his name is uh inscribed on the back and it's also got like a little date on the front and it hasn't worked in 24 uh, odd years like it hasn't worked in a really long time even before he died but it was something that he always held on to I think because it was a gift and I was teaching a class and one of the young guys in the class, uh, he was like this rain man with information on a psychic level. So you could give him something—a photograph or a, a book or anything—and he would give you relevant dates, names—not names so much, but dates, times, um, any kind of writing that was on it. He could describe it. Just, I haven't seen a psychic ability like that. I don't think ever. He was so incredible, and he had no idea. Like he, he thought, like he didn't know what he was doing. He was just like joking it, like laughing about it. Like for him. He didn't realize what a big deal it was, (laughs) but I gave him my pops' watch and I just said to him, um, there's just writing on it and stuff and I'd like to know, you know, close your eyes because I don't want you to see what the watch looks like, but I want you to see if you can tell me what date is showing on the front of it and the writing on it and you know, what it might say, for example. So he was holding on to it, channeling, try again, channeling energy. I can't talk today, channeling energy into this watch, um, for a couple of minutes and he gave me the correct information about it. He said the name was Mark, but it was Mike, but it was still very close. Uh, but he gave me the right information about it. And he picked up Roman numerals as opposed to numbers, like everything he said was right. And when he handed my pops his watch back to me, it was working. This watch hasn't worked in 24 years. There's been nothing. I had it out a little while ago and I was like twiddling it and smacking it and trying to get it to work because I thought it'd be a nice thing to get fixed. And I put it back in this cabinet and thought, well, I'll you know I'll take it to a jeweler's and I'll have a chat and see if I can get it fixed. And then this young guy channeled energy into it and the next minute it's working. And it worked for three days. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't just disappear. And again, my pop had been around a lot the week before that. Um, well, three days or three or four days before that. He'd been around a lot because I'd been chatting to him and I'd picked up on him being there and I could smell him. Uh, pops had this really weird... He was a mechanic, so he smelled like like grease and oil, but also like this Lifebuoy soap. Anyone who's got an African background will know about that. But he had this weird, weird like kind of combination scent of all of those things, and I could smell that around. So when his watch started working again, I was just blown away by that. I filmed it. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> and it was like a little hug from spirit for me. And for three days, it worked, and then it stopped. But that's fine. I, I, I got it loud and clear. I got that little message loud and clear. <laughs> So, yeah, I think, um, you know, even earlier today, because I batch batch create my um, content for my podcast and I was talking about loving an addict and how difficult it is to express how much you love somebody when they've had issues on the side of life, which kind of take away some aspect or could potentially take away some aspect of who they are as a person. And it was a really emotional podcast for me. And as I was doing it, because I'm in a podcast studio at the moment, there are four different microphones. I'm using the second one. The one around the corner next to me, number three, swung across and then the microphone moved and kind of um, dipped down. They're on a pivot so you can choose the angle that they're at. But this, this just moved and dropped down. Uh, and it was as I was talking about this really emotional thing. And I was like, yep, I see you. <laughs> I hear you. For anyone else, it could just be like, oh, well, it was just uh, a loose screw. But because I could feel the energy behind it, I know that it wasn't. And yeah, those those little moments are beautiful. When my mom died, uh, there was this whole thing. My mom loved the rain. Again, it's the the African in us. <laughs> because we have we can have such brutal dry seasons in Zimbabwe that... Uh, every time it rains, it's very much a celebrated event, and I even remember in there was a massive drought in '92, and I remember when that broke, and all the farmers were out uh, whooping in the rain and dancing to Cotton Eye Joe. But you know, core memory. Anywho, <laughs> I digress. Mum loved the rain, and when I went back after she got cremated, uh, it was literally the hour they told me that that she was going to be cremated. There was this beautiful storm, and then there was a rainbow. And I just thought that's such, a, that's such a fitting way of like taking her back to heaven and I thought it was beautiful. And then when we were doing her service on like on the Friday, it was a few days later, I found this really beautiful place to do it and it had like a bush, bushland setting and there were flowers and a photograph, it was outdoors, it was just very, very peaceful. It was amongst the trees, it was really beautiful. Um, and everyone else did their bit and then I went up to do the eulogy and it started to rain <laughs> and I was like wow and for me that was very much mum being there um, so I finished her eulogy and then the heavens opened and we had to go scurrying into the summer house and as we were all there together laughing and talking and just loving the rain a herd of impala which are like a deer um, came through and it was just so peaceful and so beautiful and it was just so perfect for her so you know that was one of those little connections. And then when we released her ashes, it had been a beautiful day. And we went up to where I decided to let them go and we released her ashes. And as they blew away, there was a cloudburst. (laughs) So it started to get to the point where I'm like, well, I know it's, you know, it's January, it's February. It, It might be kind of the end of the rainy season, but for there to be rain and rainbows after every significant event in the completion of my mum's human life, was too much of a coincidence. And even now, um, and again, it's not every cloud burst and every rainbow, but every now and again there'll be something, and I'll feel her there, and I'm like, yeah, cool, I can see you. So, it's just about honouring how that is for you, and how those little signs present for you. They're not going to be, they're not. It's not going to be every little thing. Um, I've had people in my room. I've had lights uh like seeing little blue and white lights i've had uh, doors knocking i've had doorbells going off uh footsteps i get footsteps all the time it doesn't even bother me anymore before i used to get up and like case the house and think somebody'd broken in but i couldn't feel anyone so i know that sounds weird but one of my weirdisms is i can feel human vibration versus spiritual vibration versus animal vibration versus mammal and reptile vibrations like i've kind of learned over the years to separate it out so i kind of know what's around me all the time And, um, I would hear footsteps very, very clearly, but not be able to feel a vibration, like a human vibration attached to it. So I would just know it was spirit and it doesn't even bother me anymore. Whereas I've had clients turn up at the house and even though they haven't knocked the door or rung the doorbell, I've known that they were there just because I could feel that they were there. So it's something I use all the time, but I always know when it's a spiritual thing or a a human thing. (laughs) Hopefully I don't mix that up one day. I think that could end rather badly if I if I don't believe that, you know, there's a robber in the house or something and I go wandering past and get walloped over the head or something. <laughs> but no, um, jokes aside, I do recognize vibrations as an identity now. <laughs> and it's just one of those things that I don't even think about. Like I hear voices, I hear conversations, I hear music all the time, footsteps, things like that. They're not really signs, they're not specific signs for spirit, they're just a being together, they're just a awareness or an acknowledgement. So there's also that, it's not always a, a physical, tangible, meaningful sign. Sometimes there's just the awareness of being within or around the spiritual realm and in that auric space. And again, something that we're all capable of doing. Just some of us are more called into that than others, depending on the evolution of our soul. So... Um, something else that spirit do often is moving keys, moving glasses, hiding things, (laughs) which is frustrating, but it's also the the people who tend to do that, the ones with a big sense of humor when they were here and they think it's funny, but they'll also tell me when, so when I'm doing readings and they give me that stuff, they'll tell me what kind of key, where it's come from and quite often where it was found again. So it's like a confirmation all the way around. Um, that it wasn't just somebody being absent-minded and moving moving the keys and forgetting where they put it. So photographs are one. Um, I quite often see pictures in photographs now. I never normally see anything in photographs, but just the last year or so, when I've been taking pictures of events or workshops and things like that, I have caught very, very vivid uh, reflections of people in spirit, and I've had validation, uh, photographic proof even, from like the client like for example I was doing a, a workshop and I took a picture and when I looked at it I could see a man looking directly at this lady so I said to her can I have a photo of your father please and it was exactly the same the same thing <laughs> it was definitely the same photo the same angle the same person and that was mind blowing to me so cuz I don't normally see anything like that in photos like you know you get those things where people post a picture and they're like oh my god look at the bottom left hand window and I'm like mm, what what are we looking at here <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very, very bad at those usually. Uh, but yeah, you're going to. The other thing that you can do, obviously, is ask your own spiritual team for a very specific sign. You can make up anything you like as long as it's not something you see every day. Um, it can't be something normal for you, it has to be something left to field. And again, when I was teaching, I'd said something to the group and I was like, can I do ask for a rainbow unicorn. I don't care how weird it is, find something that's unusual that you don't see. And the next day I was driving back up from my horses and a car pulled in front of me and I had to slam on my brakes and I had a rainbow unicorn sticker on the back. So you can't tell me they don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> but you can tell Spirit to give you what signs um, you ask for as opposed to things that they're trying to use to get your attention and that way it will hopefully be more meaningful to you. But play with it. Go in with the energy of playing um, because, it's a, it's, again, it's a naturally high vibration energy and it's just easier to uh, manifest within that space. So they will always give us signs as it's up to us to recognize them, but not to think that every little thing is a sign. I hope you found this interesting. I would also love to know if anyone wants to share what specific signs or um, events have happened that have made you pay attention after your loved ones have passed away. You can always share it on the comments below or on any of my socials. Send us a message, however you feel like getting in touch. Otherwise, I hope you have an amazing day and a fabulous week ahead, and we will catch you next week. Take care.